Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Today, I have a long sermon. I'm going to go very fast to finish the whole sermon. Ten pages. And today the sermon will be really different from other sermons because I, can, I will read a lot of scriptures and go right to the point, right to the point, and then done. <laughs> I will not go on and explain this much and that much because I want to make sure that the whole sermon is preached today and don't need to do the second part again. Today, I would like to talk about the names of the covenant. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you love us and you are the God of the covenant. You are faithful and you keep your promises, Lord. And you want to educate us today. You say in the Bible, my people are destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. Therefore, as a shepherd of this flock, I want to educate them. I want to tell them your truth. And the truth shall set them free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In our life, we receive everything from God by faith or true faith. But it was given to us by His grace. And the way to walk, the walk of faith is, number one, believe in your heart what God says and who God is. And don't stop there, just believe. But confess with your mouth. You need to speak it up all the time. Don't curse yourself. Don't say negative things. If you know God long enough, today I want you to know your God. If you know God long enough, you will find out that our God is the God of the covenant. What does it mean, God of covenant? He makes promises. Like when I want to buy a house, I sign a contract and say, I will put down payment 10%. And I promise you when the bank give me the fund, I will pay you all. And you will transfer your name, ownership of that house to my name. That is the contract. And God is doing the same thing with us. He made contracts with us. He's a God of the covenant. And we need to make contracts with Him, make a covenant with Him. And He has names that tell us what kind of God he is? What kind of contract he made with us? Let me read from the scripture here. Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 to 2. I'm going to read a lot of scripture today. And when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. You notice the contract means this party will do something when this party does another thing. He said, if you live blamelessly, you repent of your sin, you don't play game with sin, and you serve God faithfully. This is why I have a hard time about people don't come to church on Sunday to serve. I have to admit to you, why you sit at home? I need to serve God in pandemic. 
I need to preach the gospel and make disciples still in pandemic. I'm going to serve God no matter what. I'm going to be a faithful servant of the Lord. And if I do my part to live a blameless life and I serve God faithfully, you come here, you smile to me, you serve God already because you encourage me. You come here and say, Pastor, I pray for you. While you're preaching, I pray for you. You serve God already. You come and bring some gift to give to somebody. You serve the Lord. You use your talent. You use your thing to serve the Lord. And when you do your part, God's going to do His part. He make a covenant with you. He will bless you. And He will bless you to the thousand generations. Amen? This is why I'm very concerned when people don't go to church during the pandemic. Because number one, they don't serve God anymore. Number two, they are not in the presence of God. Because sitting on the couch at home, it's hard to bring the glory of God. You need to be in the presence of God to heal you, to bring the blessing to you. Three, your kids may backslide because they get used to stay home now. So when they turn teenager, they will not go to church anymore. And if this lasts for five years and no vaccine, what's going to happen? It's very traumatic to the spiritual life. We make covenant with God, and He make covenant with us. Genesis chapter 22, verses 15 to 18. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, My, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing. You have done this thing. We need to do something in the covenant. And have not withheld your son, your only son, Blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply your descendant as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendant shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, I mean through Jesus Christ, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you rebel against me, because you're doing whatever you want. The covenant is you obey God, and he will do his part to bless you. You do your part in the covenant like I pay the down payment and I get the money from the bank and pay the owner of the house who's going to sell my house. I did my part and then he signed the contract. He signed, give the ownership of that house to me. We have to do our part. Christianity is not just about sitting around doing nothing. Yes, we say by faith through the work of Jesus, but through faith followed by action of obedience. If God is your master and Lord, you obey him. Genesis 26, 2 to 5, you can see another covenant between God and Isaac, the son of Abraham. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, don't go to Egypt. Stay where I tell you. Live here. You see, God commanded him. Live here in this land for a while, and I will be with you and bless you. Our life, we need to know the commands of the Lord, and we need to obey his command. God commanded Isaac at that time, I will give you all this land to you. Covenant. You obey me, I give you all this land to you and your descendant. I will keep the oath. I like that. God doesn't only make covenant, but he make the oath. He promised and said, I got to do it. That I swore to your father Abraham. This is the reason why one of my big job as a daddy and a husband is that I'm going to lead my children to the Lord. And I want to be example to my children. If I can preach the gospel to thousand people in the world, but my kids go to hell, that is not good. I want the blessing of Abraham go down to my children. My children will be saved. Amen. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars of the sky and give all this land to your descendants. 
Through your descendant, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Oh, I want that. I want my children to be blessed, and I want my life to be the blessing to the nations. I will bless you because Abraham obeyed me. Again, obedience. Man's responsibility is to obey God, and God's responsibility is to bless. Covenant. Everyone say covenant. Everyone say promise. Everyone say contract. We make contract with God and completed the duties command. I will bless you because Abraham obeyed me and completed the duties and commands, the law and instruction I gave him. Wow! I like to be like Abraham. I like to be a man of faith. I'm gonna obey God. When the government allow us to open the church, right away I go back to church. I'm gonna serve God. I fly this coming Wednesday to Mission to Virginia. I'm not going to let the, the little virus stop me from preaching the gospel. Amen? I'm not afraid of the virus. I have the fear of God. Amen? I have the fear of God. I don't fear virus at all. God's going to protect me. Amen? Hallelujah. Psalm 25 verse 10. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and steadfast love. Even truth and faithfulness. God's way is faithful. He keep his promises. He will never fail to keep his promise. Are they? For those, but what our part? God's part is mercy, love, truth, and faithfulness. His part, that is his part. Now our part, for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies, or keep his commands. We do our part, he will do his part. The covenant of the Lord. Now, when you study the Bible, there are altogether 12 names of the Lord. I'm going to read the first four names so that you know the names of the Lord. And then, if I have enough time, I'm going to read the eight names of the Lord that connect to the covenant that God has for us. And these covenant names belong to us, and we can claim it, we can believe it, and we can experience it. The first name that not about the covenant is Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. The Hebrew language, Elohim, means the creator, my creator. So God is our creator. He's the king of all kings. I hope you treat God as your creator. You don't treat God as your servant or somebody who serves you. You need to, yes, Lord. You tell me, I do it. You are my creator. Number two, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord, Yahweh, God formed man of the dust of the ground. The second name, the first name is Elohim, the creator. The second name is Yahweh, or some Bible say Jehovah. My, which means my Lord God. Is God your master? If God told me turn right, I turn right. If he said turn left, I turn left. He is my Lord. He is my master. He is the owner of my life. I'm not going to play game and use all kinds of excuses. I'm that kind of Christian from the first day. My God, Jehovah, or Yahweh, is my Lord, and he's my creator. The third name, Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, 
God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. The third name, the first name Elohim, second name Yahweh, the third name El Shaddai. What is El Shaddai? El Shaddai means my supplier. He is my supplier. He is the God of more than enough. He is the God who multiplied five loaves and two fish to feed thousands and ten thousands of people with twelve basketful left over. He is the God who really helped the disciple to catch the fish, and the fish is so super abundant to the point that the boat almost sank. He is the God of more than enough. El Shaddai, the supplier. Okay, now the fourth names. Genesis chapter 18, verse 3. And my Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight. I like that. I want to touch the heart of God. And God, give me favor. There are ways to touch the heart of God. We can talk about that later on. Do not pass on by your servant. The word my Lord in Genesis chapter 18, verse 3, in the Hebrew language is Adonai. My Lord. Okay, Elohim. Yahweh, El Shaddai, and Adonai. So all these are his names. But now we're going to look at eight more names, if I have enough time. Eight more names. But these eight more names talk about his covenant that he made with us. We do our part, and he's going to do his part. Let's look at the first name. Genesis chapter 22, verse 8. Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering. My son and the two of them went on together. He's talking about the situation that God told Abraham to bring his one only son named Isaac up to the mountain and sacrifice him or killed him as a sacrifice. And Abraham was a man of faith. He obeyed God. And look at what happened in verse 14. Abraham named the place Yahweh Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people will use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. So the first covenant name that we need to remember and quote and say it, Yahweh Jireh, the God, the provider. Is your God your provider? Do you believe God can provide for you? Do you believe that? The Lord will provide for you everything. Amen? Amen. When I first came to America, the professor and chairman said that there's no way we can give you salary. You have to work for free because you are a foreign doctor from Thailand. I say, okay, la. I'm going to work for you for free, but I believe God is my provider. He's going to give me salary eventually. And God performed a miracle. And my boss at University of Washington eventually have to give me salary. And not only really that, give promotion to be the boss of every American doctor in one year. Not just only salary, but promotion. He is my Jehovah or Yahweh Jireh. My provider. Everyone say Yahweh Jireh. He is my provider. You look so excited. And Jesus is our provider. In Matthew chapter 6, 26 verse 30. All this name were revealed in the life of Jesus Christ and in the teaching of Jesus Christ. 
Matthew 6, 26, 30, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, and He will not much more clothe you. The Bible says that God is our provider. Jesus will take care of us. When we seek We do our part. He he will do his part. He will provide for us. But we have to do our part. Seek the kingdom of God first. Love him with all our heart. Obey him. Amen. You notice that my style of preaching is changed now. God told me that you stop preaching like a pastor. You need to preach like an apostle from now on. I repent of my sin. All these many years, I have been too weak on the pulpit and make my members weak in faith. And I repent after this pandemic happened. I realize now that I cannot just preach like a pastor. I need to preach like an apostle. I need to be strong. Stir you up. Rise up. It's too long to be babies. We need to grow up. Amen. Hallelujah. I need the disciple in this church, not just church goer, not just only the crowds. I want the disciple in this church. So I have to be strong because people leave anyway. If I preach softly, people leave anyway. Waste my time. I'd rather spend time with people who are serious about God. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And my God will meet all of your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. He is our provider. Amen. Everyone say, Jesus is my provider. I will not be lack. He is my good shepherd. Look at the second name. Exodus chapter 17, verse 15. Moses built an altar there and named it Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord my banner. The second name, the second covenant name is Yahweh Nisi. Jehovah Nisi. My banner. What does it mean, my banner? He is the flag of victory. He is my victory. When you face problem, he is your commander. He is the one who's going to fight the battle for you. You know, when I face problem, I pray, God, I give this issue to you. You're going to fight this battle for me. I cannot do much. I just pray and just do my part to obey you. But I know I have Jehovah Nissi, my God, my banner. You're going to fight this battle for me. And the Bible talks about this everywhere. 3 John verse 2, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. When your soul, when your spirit is so full of faith, you speak faith and you believe in Jehovah Nissi, Yahweh Nissi, the banner And God said, I will take care of your need. I will take care of every day of your life. Romans chapter 8, verse 37, talk about Jesus. Jesus is our Yahweh Nisi. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Everyone say, victory. Victory. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57, but thank be to God. Who gave us the victory, making us conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
everyone point to the person next to you. You are the victor. You are not the victim. You are the victor. Amen. You are the victor. You are the victor. You are not the victim. Amen. First John chapter five verses four to seven. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that have overcome the world. Our faith. We need to have faith in the promise of God, in the covenant that He make with us. We do our part. Take action. He will do his part. He give us victory. Who is he who overcomes the world? The world means the problems in this world, including the coronavirus, that virus. But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, Jesus gives us victory. Amen. That's number two. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nissi. Look at the third name. Leviticus chapter twenty verse eight. Keep my decree and follow them. Oh, the Bible keep. Saying again and again, serve me faithfully, obey me, follow my decree, follow my command. I am the Lord who makes you holy. In the Hebrew language, is Yahweh Mekodesh. Yahweh Mekodesh, the Lord who will make you holy, the Lord who sanctifies you. You know that Jesus will come back for the bride. That will wear the white linen, the cloth of the bride, the church. The bride is the church. The cloth with the white linen are the church that live righteously, don't play game with sin. That's why in this church, I never want to do anything about cheating money, about taking advantage of members. I want to be a good husband, a godly dad, godly husband. I want to live a holy life, and I cannot do that with my own strength. I need. The power from God. I need the fire of God to come and burn on the inside of me, burn all the junk, burn all the dross and the chaff out of me. I want to be a part of the beautiful bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to be a harlot. A harlot is a church that fall in love with the world and worship the things of the world and fear the things of the world. I want to be the bride, fall in love with Jesus. The reason I come to church today is because I fall in love with Jesus. He's my groom. I'm not here because of my job. I'm here because I love Jesus so much. Amen. I don't know about some of you men when you first date your girlfriend, your, your wife now, your, at the time girlfriend. Are you excited to meet your girlfriend? Oh yeah, Pastor Caesar say yeah. The same thing when I come to church, I get excited to meet God. Amen. He wants to make us holy, righteous. First Corinthians chapter one verse thirty. Jehovah Mekodesh also in Jesus. It is because of Him in Jesus that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Through Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can be righteous. We can say no to sin, we can say no to rebellion, and we can walk in obedience to God and live a righteous life and holy life. Our God wants to make us holy. How many people want to be holy? How many people want to be righteous? I want to be righteous. I don't want to corrupt. I don't want to sin. I don't want to say any bad thing. I never cheat the government tax even one penny. I pay all the tax. 
I want to be righteous and holy before the Lord. Amen. The fourth name, the fourth name. I hope you have enough time. Judges chapter six verse twenty-four. And Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and named it Yahweh Shalom, which means the Lord is peace. The altar remains in Ophrah in the land of the clan of Abizar to this day. The fourth name, Yahweh Shalom. Our God is a God of peace, and He can give us peace. We can have peace in the midst of pandemic. I have to admit to you, I have no worry at all about this coronavirus. I just do my part to wear the mask, practice distancing. And wash my hand. I'm not in worry and trouble because of the pandemic and fear and shaking. Oh, pandemic! No, we have peace because the God inside us is the God of shalom. Shalom means peace, prosperity, and provision, and protection, and prophetic words. All kinds of peace. Peace. He wants to give us peace and victory, shalom. And Jesus is our shalom. Ephesians chapter two, verse four. I talk about the Old Testament, about Yahweh, and I always read the New Testament to show you that our Jesus fulfill all these names, the covenant name. Ephesians chapter two, verse fourteen. For He Himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Jesus is our peace. Yahweh Shalom. Okay, Yahweh Jireh. Yahweh Nisi. Yahweh Mekkodesh, and Yahweh Shalom. The God Provider. The God, our banner of victory, the God of peace, and the God who make us righteous. Look at number five. I go quickly here to finish the whole sermon. Okay. Okay. The number five in Psalm twenty-three, verse one: The Lord is my shepherd, to feed, to guide, and shield me; I shall not lack. The fifth name of the Lord. Is Yahweh Rohi, which means God is my shepherd. The Lord will guide us. It's interesting. I thought about being led by the Holy Spirit, and I do this every single day. Yesterday, somebody bring the Christmas tree to our house to put it on our living room. They came in with the whole body wet with rain and dirty, and. Pastor Da was looking for the shoes cover to put on their shoes to walk into our house, and she could not find it. You know what I did? Holy Spirit, my Shepherd Jesus, guide me to know where the shoe covers are in my house. <laughs> Somebody moved my shoe cover from one place to another place. We could not find them. Suddenly, I heard the voice in my spirit: "Go to that drawer. Open up. It's in there, up there." So I opened. Yeah, up here. Who guided me, my shepherd, Yahweh Rohi? He protects me. He guides me. He leads me. He is my shepherd. John chapter ten verse eleven. And I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus is Yahweh Rohi, Yahweh Jireh, Yahweh Nisi. 
Yahweh Mekodesh and Yahweh Shalom, Yahweh Rohi. Now look at the sixth name, Jeremiah chapter twenty-three verse six. In these days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called, the Lord our righteousness or Jehovah Siskenu. This is a difficult word for me. The Lord our righteousness. At the cross, Jesus Christ took our sin on His body, and He offered us righteousness—not our own righteousness, not because we are great people or we have never done any mistake. He put His righteousness, clothed us with the righteousness of God, so we are the saint, the righteous people by Jesus. So after we give our life to God, our Yahweh Kisanu put righteousness on us. And we are righteous. We can pray to God now in the name of Jesus, and He will answer our prayer. Amen. We become a new person. You are not just sinner. Since I know this truth, I don't call Christians sinners anymore. You have the sinful nature, but you are not sinners. Everyone say, "I'm not a sinner. I am a righteous person by the righteousness of God." Don't call each other sinner anymore. We are not sinners. We are the saints. We are the righteous people by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. But we still have the sinful nature because we are still not completely mature yet. Second Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, and the new has come. What is the new thing? Come righteousness. God put righteousness on our life. He is Yahweh Sitkenu. The God righteousness. First John chapter one verse nine, talking about Jesus now. The Old Testament and the New Testament. If we confess our sin, He's faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Jesus is our righteous. He put righteousness on us. Philippians chapter three verse nine, and He be found in Him. Not having a righteousness of my own, that comes from the law, but that which is brought through that is true faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. From now on, when you look at yourself, you see yourself as a saint, a righteous person. Amen. Don't look at yourself as a sinner. You are the righteous person. And look at each other in the church as the righteous person. Amen. Amen. Everyone say, Yahweh Kisanu. God is my righteousness. Number seven, Ezekiel chapter forty-eight, verse thirty-five. The distance all around will be eighteen thousand cubits, and the name of the city from that time on will be, the Lord is there. Yahweh Shama, S H A M M A H. Yahweh Shama, the Lord is there. Thank God. After we accept Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes into our life, and He is with us twenty-four-seven. Everywhere we go, we need to have faith and recognize the presence of God in our life. And thank God, we've been come together in the church and have a corporate worship. The presence of God shows up. Do you notice that the presence of God stronger when you come to church than when you sit at home? Amen. 
and he can heal us. Actually, it's amazing. Even online yesterday, I taught the our members in America and Europe about maybe 150 people online, and I taught them. And one sister, she takes me back right away after we finished teaching and praying. She said that on Friday she fell down and hit her chest on something, and really painful here on the rib cage. When she moved, she breathed very painful. Yesterday, the presence of God was so strong in the meeting because between Europe and all over many states in America, meet with me at 7.30 a.m. I pray for healing. I pray for deliverance. She said that right after finish, she got up, the pain all gone. She got totally healed by the presence of God. That's why I love the presence of God. I believe God is with me. He is there with me. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. From now on, everywhere you go, during my surgery, during talking to my patients, during traveling, I have faith. My God is Yahweh Shammah. He is with me. He will guide me driving, guide my surgery, everything. I recognize His presence with me. I recognize His help. He is Yahweh Shammah. He is with me now. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Do you want God to be with you? You want God to be with you everywhere? Do you recognize that? Do you believe that God is with you? Do you need His help? Amen. Look at the last one. Number eight. Oh, I'm glad I will finish this one. In Exodus chapter 15, 26 Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went into the desert of Shur. For three days, they traveled in the desert without finding water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink its water because it was bitter. This is why the place is called Marah. Bitter means something wrong in our body. Some sickness and disease or demon or curses. So the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What are we to drink? Wow, they complained against pastor. Then Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. Can God perform miracle? Yes. No sickness and disease, no problem in the world that God cannot fix. There the Lord made a decree. Do you notice one thing? Moses has to obey his command. I don't think that stick of wood is not that big deal. It's just a piece of wood. It's not a special wood. But God wanted to see that Moses obey him. He obey, throw the wood in. Again, I want to emphasize the covenant is your part and his part. Your part is to obey. And his part is to do something good for us. The covenant has two parts of the whole story. He said in verse 26, if you listen again, (laughs) talking about obedience, if you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His eyes, if you pay attention to His command and keep all His decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. The eighth name, 
the last name I want to mention today is Yahweh Rapha, God, my doctor, my physician, my healer. Jesus is Yahweh Rapha. How many people want God to heal you? How many people want God to protect you from sickness and disease? How many people believe our God is the doctor? He's a physician. How many people can people believe that God can change the bitter condition in your life to be sweet condition? I have no question at all that God can heal your family, can heal your loved one. He is the physician. He can change the bitter situation in your house into the sweet condition. Amen. Do you believe it? Do you believe that our God is Yahweh, Rapha? First Peter chapter two verse twenty-four. You know, sickness is the result of sin. Sickness, the iniquities, because iniquity, the the curse of sin. He himself bore our sin in his body and on the tree, so that we might. Die to sin and live for righteousness. By His wounds you have been healed. I remember when I got severe eczema on my body, the whole body. Every morning I woke up. I am healed by the stripe of Jesus Christ. You are my Yahweh, Rapha. You are my healer. I claim that every week, every day, day and night, and eventually, suddenly, the sickness is gone. I exercise my faith. I believe God is my healer, and even today I still pray and believe I'm not going to be sick. Coronavirus cannot touch me. God is my shepherd; He's going to protect me. Amen. If coronavirus get into my nose, the Holy Spirit inside me is going to kill it. The glory of God is going to kill that virus, and I will not be sick. I declare and I claim and I believe God is my. Je- Yahweh Rapha. Amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> Let me read a few more scripture. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 17 to 18. Now you know who your God is. What kind of name He has. And what kind of covenant He makes with you. God also bowed Himself with an oath. He made an oath. He promised. So that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure. Perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. Oh, I like this. So God has given both his promise and his oath. Both promise and oath. Those eight names are his promises, the covenant he made. These two things are unchangeable. His promise and his oath are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him we run to Him, we trust Him, we depend on Him for refuge, can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. How many people believe that God is faithful and He will never change His mind? How many people believe that His promise and His oath can be secure, can be real? Amen. Amen. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. I want to build your faith by reading Scripture. I, the Lord, do not change. If in the Old Testament, he has this eight covenant, eight promises. And during Jesus' time, he showed those eight things. 
Today, 21st century, he has not changed. So, descendants of Jacob are not destroyed. We will not be destroyed by anything of the devil. Amen? Coronavirus cannot destroy us. Amen? Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping His covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love Him and keep His commands. My question to you right now, do you love God? I see some Christian in my life who have been sinning and still sinning. And I confront them and I say, you need to stop doing this. And they say, you know, God loved me. God loved me. God is gracious to me. He loved me no matter what. And I want to ask the question back, and do you love God? It's easy to say God loved you. Yes, God loved you. He died for you already. Jesus came to die for you. But the question back to you, do you love God? Do you keep His commandment? Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commands. I know that my preaching style is strong, but I don't want to produce weak Christians around here anymore. I want strong Christians because one day the Antichrist show up, weak Christians will be gone. A strong Christian will stay. Amen? My brother and sister, do you love God? It's up to you. It's not my business. I cannot force you to love God. But I'm going to love God. And you know one day, you all will stand before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ on your own. I will not be there with you. Your husband will not be there with you. Your wife cannot give excuse for you. You're going to stand before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ one day. And He's going to judge you or reward you according to what you have done on earth and according to your motive on earth. Get ready to meet the groom, the judge at the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. Fear the Lord. I like the book of Ecclesiastes say, oh, this life full of things and this and that. But the most important thing, the book of Ecclesiastes say, the most important thing is fear the Lord and do what He says. Believers in New Hope, are you real believers? Are you going to obey Him? If you do your part, He is faithful to do His part. He loves to do good things for His people, but you need to fulfill your covenant with Him. How many people say, I sign covenant with God? You make your hand like this. Sign your name right now. I sign my last name. Last name is long. Okay, it's long. Some of you may be just L-E-E. L-E-E, L-A-O-H-A-P-R-A-S-I-T. Do you sign covenant with God? Are you going to obey Him? Do you believe He will do His part? Or these eight names? Psalm 115, verse 3. Our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases Him. You please God, and He's going to do whatever pleases Him. Psalm 135 verse 6, The Lord does whatever pleases Him in the heavens and on the earth, in the seas and all their depths. 
I don't know about you. I'm gonna do everything in my life to touch the heart of God, to please Him. And when He looked from heaven, He said, "I like this guy, this Lauha person. I'm gonna bless him like I bless Abraham and Isaac and Jacob." And you're going to bless his children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and my in-law too, Brendan and Dr. Sack, to the thousand generations. I hope you choose that way in your life. You're going to love God, fear God, serve God, obey God from today on until you died. And in this life, the eight names shall be fulfilled in your life. He will heal you. He will be with you. He will guide you as a shepherd. He will give you peace. He will provide for you. He will protect you. And when you get to heaven, you meet Jesus. And the last day, when Jesus make a judgment on all mankind, you can stand before Him and He say, "Good and faithful servant, you have done your best. You have used." The talent that I have given to you, and now come in and have the joy of your Lord, and this is your crown of glory, your crown of righteousness. This is your mansion, and I pray that my mansion will be close to Pastor Dar's mansion. She cooked very well. <laughs> Vietnamese spring roll, very delicious. I I don't think we have to eat in heaven anymore. I'm just kidding. Amen. How many people want to sign contract with God? Let's stand up and let's pray together. Follow my prayer, Father in heaven. You are the faithful God. You are the God of the covenant. You make covenant with us, and we make covenant with you. Lord, we sign the contract. We promise you, Lord. We will walk by faith, in love, in the fear of God. We will obey you, please you, all the days of my life. And I believe you will do your part. You shall guide me. Protect me. Your presence shall be with me. You will heal me. Give me divine health. You shall give me peace. Provide for me. Help me. All the blessings that Jesus paid for me shall overtake me and follow me. All the days of my life. Thank you, Lord. You are the God of the covenant. From today on, I'm gonna stay in faith. I will watch my mouth. I will not say anything opposite to what you promise. I'm gonna claim your promise, and I will see the manifestation of your promises, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah.
I hope the word of the Lord changed you today. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.